the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As much as I'd like to think I would have passed the test of faith that confronted Noah, I'm not so sure I would have. Join us today as Pastor Rander explains how daunting the task God presented to Noah was and how much faith it took to execute God's plan in this message, Noah, a man of faith. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of preaching your word. We pray that you would now help me to preach this last message as relates to Noah. Lord, we pray against distractions. We pray that people will stay so focused and then respond to the message by receiving it in their hearts and living it out and even more coming to Jesus, we pray. And all God's children said, Genesis chapter 9, verses 20 through 23, it says, And Noah began to be a farmer, and he planted a vineyard. Then he drank of the wine and was drunk and became uncovered in his tent. And Ham and the father of Canaan, Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. But Sham and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and went backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away, and they did not see their father's nakedness. What a passage. From this passage, we want to preach on the subject, Noah's sin. Noah's sin. Here are five key spiritual insights we can learn from Noah's sin of drunkenness. Here are five key spiritual insights we can learn from Noah's sin of drunkenness. Noah was a wonderful man of God. He listened to God. He walked with God. He heard God. He obeyed God, and here we find him in a state of drunkenness. So there's something tucked away in here, and I don't want you to miss this. Sometimes you can go through the passage so quickly, you don't miss what God is trying to say from his word. The first thing I like to say as it relates to insights we can learn from Noah's drunkenness is this. Number one. The Bible is so transparent, it reveals Noah's great faith as well as his sin of drunkenness. The Bible is so transparent, for it reveals Noah's great faith as well as his sin 
of drunkenness. Noah is not alone in scripture. In the Bible, the Lord reveals the greatness and sins of his people, the best and the worst of his people. Let me give you some examples. Abraham lied about Sarah. Jacob was a deceiver. Joseph took pride in being his father's favorite child. Moses was a murderer. Samson was a womanizer. King David committed adultery with Bathsheba and had her husband murdered in battle. Peter denied the Savior. Thomas doubted the Savior. And all the disciples forsook Christ and fled. Noah is not alone, which means that no matter how popular or spiritual a person may be, we must refuse to idolize or put people on a pedestal. The scripture says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Don't put me on a pedestal. I'm not your God. I am not invisible and I'm not exempt from sin. Don't you put people that you think well of on a pedestal. People will let you down. People have problems. And you think they're all that spiritual, but if you can see behind the scenes, you will quickly find out, excuse the English, they ain't all that. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Number two, we are wise indeed if we learn invaluable lessons from the scripture as to how God greatly used his people and also revealed their character flaws. Let me repeat that again. I know you're writing. We are wise indeed if we learn invaluable lessons from the scripture as to how God greatly used his people and also reveal their character flaws. Now, what are you saying? We must refuse to think too highly of ourselves in our success. Here's a man who had done great things for God. He built a huge ark, the likes of which no one had ever done or seen. He was in a very wicked generation, and yet he lived righteously before God. And yet, uh, for some reason, uh, God revealed Noah's character flaws. And guess what? If Noah had character flaws, we have character flaws. Oh, Noah, how could he do that? Well, oh, how could you do what you do? That's right. Throw rocks and hide your hands. That's right. Uh, slander, gossip, backbite, uh, negative thinking, ill motive. How you, Noah wasn't the only one with issues. We too have issues. Stop pointing fingers with each other. There's enough issues in your life to last you for a lifetime to work on. We must refuse to think too highly of ourselves in our success. We are most vulnerable to be exploited by Satan after God has used us to do great things. You know when you're most likely to be exploited by Satan is when you've had a mountaintop experience. 
when you've done something through God's power in an extraordinary way. When you've seen God use you and you know God has used you, then Satan sits in the wings and he's licking his spiritual chops, if I could say that, saying, oh, huh, I'm going to clip his or her wings and I'm going to embarrass her. So the higher up you go, you better be very humble lest you get embarrassed and fall to your own detriment. Number three, the scripture says in Genesis 9.21, then he drank of the wine and was drunk and became uncovered in his tent. In other words, even with the human race starting all over again, when they got off that ark, it was just Noah and his family and the animal kingdom. Yeah. The universal flood purged the world of evil. But listen, but it could not purge the heart of sin. As we can see clearly in the drunkenness of Noah. The world was purged. All the evil uh, outside the ark was removed. Uh, everything was destroyed. And yet that flood could not purge the heart of evil. You see, my friend, sin will not be completely eradicated until Jesus come back and purges the world of sin, evil, and Satan. When Noah and his family got off the ark, they still had a sin nature and they still had a proclivity or a bent toward sin simply because they were sinners. And you start seeing soon thereafter man sinning as in the case of Noah. Number four, uh, Genesis 9.23 says, But Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away, and they did not see their father's nakedness. There's something profound we want to share. Instead of Noah being a sterling example and a spiritual covering for his children, they instead had to cover their own father's shameful nakedness and drunkenness. Think about that. This should be an example today for parents not to live a loose life before your children. You can't have one night stands, uh, your children in the house eight years old, and you think they don't know what's going on. Your kids are smarter than you think. You can't live wild and act stupid before your children and expect your children to be wise. This passage should be an example when we see the life of Noah. To parents today, not to live a loose life before your children, which may cause them to fall. Be careful how you speak. You cussing, they'll cuss. That's right. You looking at pornography, they're going to look at pornography. You messy, they're going to be messy. You a fool, you're going to have little fools. Be wise. Set the right example so your children can get a vision of God from looking at your life. Number five, 
It doesn't matter how long you've been walking with God or like Noah, greatly used by God. It doesn't matter how long you've been walking with God or like Noah, greatly used by God. You are not so righteous. You are not so spiritual that you are exempt from falling into sin. That's right. That's right. You say, I've been walking with the Lord a long time. I've been saved for 40 years. Still, you have the propensity, the proclivity to sin, and it's still so easy to sin even when you are spiritually mature. Noah was a righteous man. He walked with God. Uh, He loved God. Uh, He followed God. He obeyed God to the extent that God honored his faith and gave him grace and favor for the saving of his family and the animals aboard the ark, and yet Noah experienced personal failure. Personal failure. How many of you have failed at some point in your life? Everybody's hand should go up in here because if not, your failure is lying. We've all failed. We've all messed up. We've all blown it. Secretly, openly, little failure, big failure, sinful failure, mistakes. You know, sometimes it's just a mistake on a test, failed a test, failed a course, marriage failed, children failed, all these things. All of us experience a demotion. Um, lose a job, layoff, uh, demotion, all these things, failure happens to us all. Fail a course, fail a test. Now, some of you failed a test simply because uh, you didn't study. Now, after you pray, you got to study. Matter of fact, you need to be praying as you study. No, I'm going to ask you, it's going to open your head up and give you all the answers. God said, no, I gave you a mind. I gave you some discipline. Now go to work. What causes Christians to fail? Noah failed. Even though he was righteous, even though he was holy, even though he, was, he had favor from God, even though he obeyed God, yet he was in a drunken stupor and was naked in his tent after being greatly used by God. Noah failed. Don't point fingers at him because we are in the same condition as well. What causes Christians to fail? Number one, we fail because we are human, and it is also a natural part of life. If you are human and we are, we will fail. We are imperfect beings with a sin nature and a bent toward sin. You're human. The mere fact that you're human, you're going to fail. Even even if you mean well, there are people who fail and fail and fail many, many times. You see people hitting home runs, great people, Hank Aaron and other folk, uh, hit Mickey Mantle, hitting all these home runs, but, they, but ask them how many times did they strike out? Um, like Noah, you know, we, we fail because we are human, and it is also a natural part of life. 
We are imperfect beings with a sin nature. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Number two, like Noah, you will fail if you allow alcohol to control you instead of you controlling it. You will fail if you allow alcohol to control you instead of you controlling it. Noah got drunk on his wine. He got drunk on his wine. And and then he got naked and drunk. Alcohol has destroyed lives, marriages. Alcohol has destroyed the children, dreams. It caused irreparable damage to your body. Alcohol causes physical abuse of spouse and children, loss of lives and vehicle accidents, and much more. It is amazing when people are in a state of drunkenness, they often get naked and do some of the most perverted things. You know, people get drunk. Half their clothes come off or all their clothes come off. And man, when you get drunk, you can act a big fool. And uh, dirty dancing and craziness and, and all this competing with alcohol, binge drinking and all these kinds of, of things as a result of, of, of alcohol. Many also, when drunk, become belligerent, when drunk, become aggressive, become wild and, and loose and lose their self-control. Some become so drunk that they get raped and don't even realize they're being raped only to find out later they've been violated and don't even know who did it. You know you're drunk. Date rape and all of these things with alcohol. Noah walked with God, was obedient to God, and had favor from God, and yet he found himself drunk. Genesis 9, 21 says, then he, Noah, drank of the wine and was drunk and became uncovered naked in his tent. Uh, The book of Proverbs, chapter 23, verses 31 through 35 also says, do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in a cup, when it swirls around so smoothly. Ah. At last, it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things and your heart will utter perverse things. Yes, you will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea or like one who lies at the top of the mast saying, they have struck me. But I was not hurt. You know, uh, drunkenness even has some kind of numbing effect. Many times you've been hit, and when you come to your senses, you say, ouch, that hurts. They have, they have beaten me, but I don't feel it. Now, you know you're drunk when somebody, somebody's giving you a black eye, and you don't even know your eye's black. Then it says, here's a sad commentary, when shall I awake? that I may seek another drink. You got to have it in the morning when you wake up, when you go to bed, daily, lunch, after hour, before hour, on the hour, you're drunkard. 
When shall I awake that I may seek another drink? An alcoholic lives daily. Drink to drink to drink to drink. All kinds of drinks out there. Y'all know the names of them. My mind is kind of slow. Can y'all help me with some of those names? You scared to say the names because you think that may be you? Don't, don't, don't do that. I'm just, you just being obedient to your pastor. And so, so, so blame me for asking. Uh, what, are, what are some of those names? Will you, will, you, will you raise your hand and holler a name out? Yes. Mad dog. Boy, that's ought to be a bad dog. Mad dog. Boy, that's some, that sounds like some bad stuff. I don't know what it is, but I bet it bites. <laughs> Loud as you can. Long Island iced tea. You know, it's not just regular tea. Okay. Uh, come on. Jack Black. Wow. Come on, come on. Help me out. Y'all, all of a sudden, y'all, 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 nah, y- y- y'all ain't been that holy all your life. Somebody had something last night. Go back there, loud as you can. Margarita. Yes. What? Moonshine? Kevin, that's you back there. <laughs> You've been healed, man. <laughs> and you pointing at the brother. Okay, come on. What? I can't pronounce that one. Say it louder. Vazia Coke. Y'all laughing at me trying to say it. <laughs> this is some foreign stuff. Yes. Swap thing. Okay. I tell you. Yeah, one more. Budweiser. Boy, that's an easy one there. Okay. You get the point. You get the point. All of which could sink your life and put you in a condition that embarrasses yourself, your family, and most of all, your God. Number three, we fail when we do not listen to God through his word and prayer. We fail when we do not listen to God through his word and prayer. The scripture says in Psalms 119.11, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Proverbs 13, 13 also says, he who despises the word will be destroyed, but he who fears the commandment will be rewarded. My friends, listen closely. If you fail to allow yourself to be restrained by the word of God, failure is imminent. If you fail to allow yourself to be restrained by the word of God, failure is imminent. Your word, Lord, have I hidden in my heart so that I won't sin against you, so that I won't embarrass you, misrepresent you. Number four, we are destined to fail if we possess a spirit of rebellion, which is being defiant to the will and word of God. We are destined to fail if we possess a spirit of rebellion, which is being defiant to the will and word of God. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 23, it says, 
For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Look at that. It's as the sin of witchcraft. The, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, Saul. In other words, that's who he's talking to. Samuel, he also has rejected you from being king. My friend, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft in the sense that both aim to act independently of God and reject his lordship. That's big, y'all. You say, oh, that's in rebellion? Yeah. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft in the sense that both rebellion and witchcraft aims to act independently of God and rejects his lordship. A rebellious person is under the influence and power of Satan, which results in him being evil. Rebellion results in one becoming immoral, sinful, idolatrous, incurring irreplaceable losses. Because of rebellion, Saul lost his kingship and ultimately his life. Irreplaceable losses because of the sin of rebellion. That's powerful, you all. I hope it shakes you to the core of your being. Number five, we are destined to fail when our pride causes us to rely on our own self-sufficiency rather than trusting Christ. We are destined to fail when our pride causes us to rely on our own self-sufficiency rather than trusting Christ. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 3, verses 4 and 5 says, Such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, as we did it in other words, but our sufficiency is in, is from whom? God. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust Him, lean on Him, and to acknowledge Him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on Him and Him alone to uniquely perform His good and perfect work within us. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Families and friends, join the entire Maranatha Bible Church family for food, fun, prizes, and fellowship at its 2022 Hallelujah Fun Festival on Saturday, October 29th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the Maranatha grounds. Fun activities for all ages include photo booths, ball pits, moon bounces, pony rides, petting zoo, pumpkin hunt, s'mores, cakewalk, and so much more. See you on the 29th at 11 a.m. 
Please join the Maranatha Bible Church family on Sunday, November 13th at 10 a.m. as we celebrate our annual Military Appreciation Day to recognize and thank veterans, all branches of the military, and their families for their self-sacrificing service and selfless determination to uphold the United States of America as the land of the free and the home of the brave. Worship with us as we honor these individuals, countless of whom paid the ultimate price for our freedom. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.